listen to my podcast, I'm Ninka Benedict Mauritson, and I reversed my son's autism and I healed myself from depression, anxiety, obesity, and the whole family from digestive issues, asthma, allergies, and just overall low quality of life. I'm here to improve your life quality, your self-healing capacity, and your happiness by reconnecting you to your self-healing powers and mother nature. Welcome to this podcast. In this episode, I have a very special guest for you, my 16-year-old son. We're going to talk about challenges, vulnerability, overcoming, outgrowing friends, overcoming sugar addictions, being different, and how parents can make healthy choices and make sure that they raise children who want to be healthy, who choose to be healthy and go to bed early and not drink and exercise instead, and all that Yes. So looking forward to sharing this interesting conversation. Make a cup of tea. Maybe ask your teenager or child to listen to this podcast with you. Welcome to this episode. And I have a guest today. Yep. And the guest is my 16-year-old son, Melvin. Yeah, also known as Melvinino. And yes, as stated, her son. Yep. Exactly. And what we want to talk about today is... We want to make it easier for you to make next year the healthiest ever. So we're going to talk about some health challenges that most families have and what our biggest lessons of the past year has been. Vulnerable moments, overcoming outgrowing friends, moving country, sugar addiction, getting into extreme health and overdoing things. So how you find balance in your family's health And how we are going to help you this year as well, if you want to turn your family around. Because let's just be honest, it's not every day you meet a 16-year-old like this one who doesn't drink, <laughs> doesn't party, doesn't eat junk food, doesn't eat sugar, but spends his time being healthy, exercising and trying to motivate other young people to do the same. Oh, very flattering. Very so flattering. welcome, Melvin. Yeah, thank you very much. Here I am. <laughs> What's your year been like? Uh, you've gone through a lot this it is year. it has been weird i have moved back to denmark which i thought was what i wanted to do and i have realized that that was not what i wanted to do and then moved back here to england which is where i am now uh which means that in i think about the space of three now nah, because there was a summer holiday in between but about six months i've moved to school three three times although it was the same two schools but yeah. i've been doing moving back and forth and trying to find the right thing for me. So a um, little bit about our story. We grew up, or Melvin has grown up, in one of the most exposed um, in the public healthy families in Scandinavia. And he has had a whole childhood without any sugar, gluten, dairy, TV, uh, any kind of modern luxuries. None of that was part of his childhood And so he came to a point a couple of years ago where he he came into his rebel phase and he went in the opposite direction. And it was a scary moment, but I think it's necessary for every family to to um, let your children find their own way. Mm -hmm. But we're gonna we've we've actually put together a course that we're launching in 2019 on how we did it and how we turned it around and how we we stopped in time. Or yeah. how you stopped in time, because yeah. 
so many teenagers get into drinking and partying and abusing their bodies, never sleeping. And so you've done all that in a very short period of time and overcome it. So we want to help other families get over it as fast as you. So what's what's the biggest lesson? So if, you know, families out there with teenagers or children who are not eating healthy, they're not sleeping so much, and they're gaming, eating junk food, sugar, and parents out there who find it difficult to make a change in the family. What's what's your best advice for 2019 for these families? Um, as you said, I grew up in the most, probably the most exposed healthy family, uh, <clears throat> probably maybe in Scandinavia. And I, st- I, I got to where I am now. So I think if a family who isn't going to be exposed and who is just themselves and they might have a few f- friends judge them, they're not going to see their mum on the newspaper uh, once a month about how ridiculous what the mum is saying is. <laughs> the ridiculous health mum. Yeah. I think... It's it's it sounds a bit rude to say it like this, but I think it's about realizing that you're the parent and that you're not the friend. You're not meant to you're not meant to be a friend to your kid. You're meant to get them to their 18th birthday in the best possible per, as the best possible person they can be, and you're not going to do that by giving them everything they want to. Sadly, that would be that would be cool, but that's not how it works, unfortunately. So what happened in our in our life was that from being a child who never had anything unhealthy, uh, you went, you quit, you were a soccer child as well, you played soccer, football five times a week on a very high level, mm-hmm. and then you went from that into, let's just say, different kind of social circles, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, which meant cigarettes were in the mix alcohol was in the mix and i was naive enough to think that it didn't happen i i believed you when you said we're just gonna go for coffee in copenhagen Mm. and um just tell me what happened that tempted you into that world and what was your wake-up call when you when you dove into that whole because it was so different from what you've experienced as a child. I know there's a lot of healthy families out there who think, well, my child's always going to be healthy because I am in my family. So everyone's going to experience the rebel phase. How did it happen for you? Um, I think that I don't know how it happened to me. It just sort of, it just happens, doesn't it? It's, it's not really a thing that you expect or anticipate, and it's not a thing that you can stop. It's just a thing that you've got to let happen um for maybe a couple of months let them let them do their thing for a couple of months although you should let them know who who's in charge and tell them not to do it but they're going to do it anyway mm-hmm. um and that should that should be done uh but then you've got to at a point maybe after a couple of months you should step up and take away or take what precautions you might want mm-hmm. in terms of where your child is at yeah, so we, in your case, the consequence was I took away your Facebook, your Snapchat, your phone, your contact, basically, to these friends. We moved to England, so you were isolated from that whole scene. Mm-hmm. You didn't you didn't talk to me for a year. You didn't talk to my soulmate for a year, and you were just angry. And we need to we needed to go through that hell, 
And I needed to stand by my values and accept that you were just reacting and you were getting your anger out and you were finding yourself. What? So this is back to the parents who's got smaller children who find it difficult to choose sugar-free, gluten-free, dairy-free and find it difficult to make choices for their child because the child then is different. The child may be bullied for it. Mm-hmm. What in your childhood where you were different and you had 10 years of experience in being healthy helped you overcome your rebel phase without getting sucked into it? Because you grew up learning to respect your body and know, actually knowing your body's signals really well. Can you explain to parents? I, th- I think having, I think having those that, or that basis of health is is one of the most important things, which is why it's important to start from a young age to be, or maybe even start from when they're born, just feed them healthy food and give them that basis of exercise and like having a nice body because then if they get into a phase they will realize how easily that body like is gone like you start gaining weight you start getting bad skin and I realized all those things whereas where I came from being the skin the skinniest kid in my class to the probably the one of the bigger kids in my class with the worst some some of the worst skin also and when you come from a basis where that's not even re- that's not even a reality for you you will much e- or the kid will much easier much more easily is the right word um be able to th- realize hold on this is not this is not right I, n- i need to do something about this that's how i got my yeah because you you talked about how All of a sudden, you realized you could feel that how much your body was suffering when you didn't sleep. You could feel your body feeding back. This is not good for me when you started eating junk food. And then you said to me, I actually think it's unusual, mom, because I don't think people normally can feel this feedback because they've had a whole life of ignoring the body's cry for real food and sleep and nourishment and fresh air and movement. So... For someone who's used to just eating crappy food, not sleeping, and over overruling the signals from the body, what are some of the feedback signals that you are on a sidetrack that you've noticed in your body? What does your body feed back to you when you are not respecting it? I am l- lucky and unlucky at the same time in that my skin reflects my insides very, very quickly. So if I eat milk one day, the next day I'll have uh, two or three spots, uh, new spots on my, on my, on my face, <laughs> yeah. um, and also I'll have bad stomach. I'm I'm just very lucky and unlucky at the same time because my body really shows it. Some people don't have that. Some people go through their entire teen years with being skinny being not having any problems with their skin even though they eat pizza every day i know a couple of people like that um but i don't think everyone has those signals i don't think uh but i do believe that someone has or most people will have some signal um but that's something for themselves to find find out it's not really something that anyone else can mm. can see 
Mm. You're 16, and, and the daily routines for you is that you go to bed early, mm. you exercise, you eat healthy food, so you, you don't eat sugar, gluten, dairy, or uh, unorganic mm. foods. What does that give you for someone who's out there thinking it's not worth it because there's no fun in life when you have to live without all this fun stuff. What has it given you to make those choices at such a young age? I want to say that I don't think when you, when you when you think about food as as fun that's where you have a problem. <laughs> if if food I is meant food, food is not meant to be fun. <laughs> it's meant to feed you and you're meant meant to feel full afterwards and if it isn't If you rely on your food being fun, you do have a serious problem. Uh, and that's when you start gaining a lot of weight. That's the first thing I will say. But making those decisions from a young age and making sure that I have the right di food in my diet, uh, even though that might exclude me from some social things, for example, in my school, um, loads of the kids go out for... I, I do too, but I go out for healthy lunch gluten-free wraps or juices or whatever, whereas the other kids will go to McDonald's more or less every day um, if they don't eat in. Um, so so that might exclude me from some social stuff, but that's only like an hour of my of the whole day put together. You, you need to invest that hour in yourself, uh, and I think it's definitely worth worth it. And what about sleep? Because you've been struggling with anxiety as well in your past. And mm -hmm. what's how big a role does your diet, lifestyle, and, and early sleeping um, play in that recovery process for you? Um, I want to say, I, I think not early sleeping is the most important, but good sleep is yeah. the more more important. So, like blue light blocking glasses before uh, bed. If you have to look at blue screens before you go to bed, um, <clears throat> and other than that, just in, ensuring like I don't know if you agree with this, but I think melatonin is a great thing uh, for people to use to get a good a good night's sleep because people struggle with. I wouldn't advise like sleep pills or mm. whatever, but melatonin is a, a good substitute to that. Um, anyway. I, I would just add to that that melatonin is created. By getting outside in the sun in the daytime. So if you can get outside and watch the sun get up, that's actually where the, when the sun hits the retina in the eye, that's when the activation process of melatonin, which is your sleep hormone, happens. So getting outside during the day is actually crucial for you to create melatonin. It can be tricky to take melatonin as a supplement because the body then gets tired and doesn't want to create it by itself. So if you can... It's all about this turning night into day that's part of this modern society. And I know many of your friends have their phones on all night and it's beeping and plinging and and it's it's got this blue light as well. That's one of the things that you are very good at turning that stuff on when you go to bed. Off, I think you mean. Off, for, for sure. Turn it off, put it in my head. <laughs> I hear people say, well, that must be difficult to be different, even for adults bringing their own food or not eating the same food as everyone else at parties. Isn't it a shame for kids and, and, and teenagers to kind of force them to be different and then maybe be excluded from the groups? And so what's your take on groups and group pressure and belonging into groups? 
I think people overcomplicate the concept of bringing in your own food. Um, <laughs> it's 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 not that big of a deal bringing in your own. F- I think most people in Denmark do bring in their own, um, but, but then bringing in healthy food as well is just overcomplicated. It's it's not like people are going to be like, "Oh, you are such a flipping weirdo for bringing in like some healthy food." Like maybe the first day they ask, "What's that?" And the second day they won't literally won't care. So <clears throat> that's probably the most overcomplicated like thing that there is in having healthy children. What, how ha, how have you learned to have the courage to be different? Because everywhere you look, it's 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 normally it's it's a culture that teenagers and kids their number one priority is to be like everybody else, is to mm-hmm. belong, is to be part of the group. Mm-hmm. How have you learned the beauty of being different? Because you're you're different, and you're somebody people actually look up to often. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you try to fit in. People aren't aren't gonna think anything of you, uh, whereas if you stick out even with the slightest things, and it's in the teen years, people are gonna think, "Ooh, what's he doing? I might I might try some of that." <clears throat> so again, mm-hmm. it's it's not really it doesn't require much courage. Um, it does just requires not not caring for a couple of days, and then people will respect your choices. Well, some of the vulnerable, there's a light side to everything and there's a dark, darker side to everything. Some of the more vulnerable parts of being a healthy teenager and being so healthy and, and extreme as you are and I am has been, A, there's not a lot of people around you who are like you that you can relate to and B, a tendency to overdo things. So you actually, you had you had damaged your body this year because you overtrained. Mm-hmm. So can you talk to overperforming and beating yourself up plus the loneliness that might come with this lifestyle? Um I don't think there's l- much loneliness in it. I think it's about just uh you can just you just have to accept that other people aren't like you. Um and that's fine. You can be your own person, uh, so there isn't. I think you you should be able to have. I don't think no no no. It's not a lonely lifestyle. I don't think. I think it's just about accepting other people around you aren't mm-hmm. like you, That's which is fine. <clears throat> and uh, and the overperforming part. So right now, you see a Czech practitioner. You have a you have a holistic health coach dealing with the mental emotional part of your journey which is also amazing for a guy of 16 i wish i had been like you when i was 16 so you're working on your inner stuff but you're also working on the damages done from overtraining without having the the right support so you're Mm -hmm. building your body up from scratch again resetting it completely yeah so an advice for people who just go on youtube start exercising real hard to lose weight and then the 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 overdoing thing. What's up with that, Melvin? Because I, 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 I think most people do it at some point. Yeah. Um, I wanted to lose weight uh, in the beginning, which is which is easy. Weight to lose weight is is easy. Uh, you don't need much skill to lose weight. You can just go out on a run or whatever. 
but then I started after I'd lost the weight that I wanted to. I wanted to start building building muscle, which is where it starts getting complicated, because then there's lots of technique and and so on. So um, I was doing deadlifts and squats and all of those things with a completely wrong posture, meaning that I have complete. I've not completely, but I have got some very very tight hamstrings now which is causing lower is causing a lot of pain if you have tight hamstrings get them stretched out cuz that will cause a lot of pain it can be the it can be the source of lower back pain mm-hmm. which is what i have right now um trying to fix that and the process of 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 undoing what you've done in the gym is so painful because you go to the gym and you think you you you're just doing the best for your body Whereas in reality, I, w- I was just breaking my body down. <clears throat> and then now I have to go on an even longer process to reset that, uh, which doesn't have any, in- there's no enjoyment to it whatsoever. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> so strongly advise that you don't just go into it without any knowledge. Uh, I would probably consult a personal trainer before you start going to the gym uh, maybe have a session with one just to see how to do things with the right posture. Uh, I wish I'd done that. I haven't. Um, and, and here I am. <laughs> yeah, and it will take probably a year for you to rebuild your body from scratch. One of the things that we talked about and that you've talked to your health coach about, which I totally recognize, so no wonder you're dealing with it, because we give our children the the gold and the rubbish from our past and our mm. and our weird behaviors but one of the things is this feeling of having to do something perform be good at something to have value even though i've had as a massive massive priority in my life that because i come from a very dysfunctional family where i had to fight and flight and there was no protection and no and no one appreciated me just because i was me so i had to perform and i have to become an adult really really at an early age so this overperforming overdoing overworking having to prove my worth i somehow have passed on to my children and so one of the things that Melvin has been talking to his health coach about is this, this, why is it, how, where have you learned that you need to do something in order to have worth and value in this life? And so I'm just super grateful that you've got someone who is working with you to, to, to unscramble that. I, st- I still don't function without doing something that's painful to myself mm. because I need that like what do you call it i need that little you know yeah the little the, punishment the, the little pu- addiction the reward that you yeah, get from yeah, it yeah because you you don't I, I don't feel like i've done anything worth doing on this there's been it's been a struggle or it's been painful or it feels like that you mm. can just go to sleep afterwards i don't yeah. feel it's worth doing after yeah <clears throat> i still struggle a bit with it but then luckily i've got Well, there's always a story under the story and there's nothing more addictive. I don't know if you're listening to this. I don't know if you know this, but there's nothing more addictive than adrenaline, noradrenaline, cortisol. 
So the self-punishment hormones, the hormones that gets amplified when we punish ourselves or overdo things or induce stress or pain onto us uh, in our lives. So it can be overtraining, it can be overworking, it can be fasting, it can be any any anything you do to create an extreme in your life will create this release of stress hormones and they are extremely addictive. So just look for the story under the story and and make sure that you inspire your teenagers to work on the inner side of the story as well. As parents, we're going to pass on the good stuff and the bad stuff. And they might as well learn how to unscramble that from an early age. So I'm really happy that that we have coaches helping us with that. So um, Melvin, yeah, your biggest takeaways this year, what have you learned this year when it comes to your body and your mind and your soul and your life? <laughs> That's a big question. Uh, yeah. What's the biggest takeaways? What's the... I'm going to give you a small answer to that, um, which is... Can you come a bit closer? <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to give you a short answer to it, yeah. and that is that I I don't know everything uh, mm. because I've been, I've been doing all these things and I thought I was doing the best things for myself. And I wasn't. Um, so it's I need some guidance with some stuff not only physically but also emotionally and all that. So, yeah, that is my biggest takeaway so far. You're beautiful. You're amazing. Thank you. I think that's a really good good takeaway for me as well that we do need help on scrambling things. We do need help taking the steps. We do need help to be held accountable and to spot our self-sabotage patterns our hidden stories under the story and i i really suggest that you you invest in someone and something that can give you that guidance and we are offering that guidance for families as well who want to to go in the same direction as we have been going for the past 10 years um a bit about our story uh, melvin's big brother overcame all symptoms of autism some years ago and so we lived this clean lifestyle as a consequence of having to go through a very clean detox lifestyle to recover him. And um, I remember in school, Melvin, when when some when you were doing a quiz, and one of the questions was about autism, whether it was something that could be cured or not, or reversed <laughs> or not. And the right, the correct answer is no, it's genetic, so you, it can't be reversed. Do you remember what your answer was? Because you got into a I discussion. Just, I just put yes, and then we had a long discussion about it. Uh, because, obviously, Bertram is now a normal functioning young lad, as you might say, who mm. works and... and finished college and all that which most people who were who are or were in that position uh won't do unless they get the right guidance yeah and what do you say to parents or people who who tell you that autism cannot be recovered and actually what do you see in his behavior when he goes back to that lifestyle so when he accidentally or on purpose has dairy or gluten or sugar what happens to him he changes he's a completely different person when he eats 
eats those things or yeah not or he just when he eats that he becomes a different person and that is very clear that I can just see f- now that when he's had dairy or gluten I can look I can see look in his eyes and see it it's quite scary he actually looks like he's drunk or like he's on drugs because that's the way it works in his system so uh, when you've got a leaky gut and these undigested proteins enter the bloodstream they actually work exactly like drugs in the system so like heroin or like like speed and that's the way that that he looks and even the yeast that it creates when he has sugar some of the experts talk about it being like a brewery in the in the belly so he's brewing 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 beer in his belly and that's why it looks like he's drunk so it's just no joke that was just a little sidestep your best advice for beating sugar addiction i haven't beaten it so i couldn't tell you (laughs) (laughs) it's so hard isn't it yeah yeah well you haven't beaten it because you just stay away from it but Mm. that's not actually beating it no so your solution is to stay away from it yeah to me, it's the same thing when I when I have sugar. It's like pushing a button in my brain, and my brain just wants it again and again and again. So we, we can't have sugar in the house. It's easier for us never to buy it. We do it every once in a while, and then we make sure that the next day it's gone. We give it away or we throw it away. We can't have sugar in the house. So the best advice is don't, have, don't store drugs. Yeah. And to some people, it literally is as addictive as drugs. So... Make your own healthier versions of cakes, banana bread, and cookies, and rum truffles. We have loads of recipes for those in our courses as well. Last little thing here, Melvin. You met Elliot Hulse this year. That is true, yeah. And he's one of the biggest motivators on YouTube and Instagram. And what you talked to him about was outgrowing old friends so that's one of the things you've been dealing with this year and if you're someone who wants to change your life and your lifestyle you might come across the same challenge people that used to be relating used to relate to the person you were the person you were when you ate in a certain way or partied in a certain way and fit in like the person you were when you change sometimes you can't relate to your old friends and they can't relate to you. Mm-hmm. So what was the story for you and, and what did you get from Elliot Hulse talking about this? Um, basically, I had loads of old friends who... Well, not loads. I had a few old friends who didn't respect um, what I turned into. And basically, it was just about... You just have to not care. Uh, as not, not not an easier answer to that. Um, but that's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what, what, how did they not respect your, who you'd become? Um, they, they just didn't see me as the same person they saw before, mm-hmm. which is fine. It's okay to outgrow people. And you went back to Denmark thinking that you could go back to your past and what actually happened after a couple of months was that you couldn't really relate to who you were back then. That's why you moved back to England. Uh-huh. So you felt the same way or what? As they did. Yeah, yeah, I did. And I didn't... I, I, it, it, it just wasn't what I thought it would be. So. Mm-hmm. so sometimes you actually need to change 
the planet. You need you need to change your the place you live, either symbolically or physically. You need to move yourself away from the places, the ways of thinking, the ways of eating, the ways of communicating. And sometimes it means saying goodbye to the people that that you related to back then. And that was the case for Melvin. You went to a a um, workshop called Grounding Men with Elliot Hulse. So what was your biggest takeaway from that workshop for anyone who wants to to draw from his wisdom about sticking out and standing up for yourself? It it was there wasn't any that there wasn't from his event there wasn't many um verbal takeaways it was more internal things because so, we were doing loads of the, the thing was i only got to ask him one question <clears throat> and listen to other people's problems as well but then the next day we were doing some active meditation which i enjoyed loads mm. but I, I, that's not really a takeaway i can't really yeah uh, because you said that You actually didn't want to go on the second day because it was active meditation and it was screaming and tribal stuff. Mm-hmm. And that ended up being your your biggest experience. Yeah. That, so. Yeah. That was really cool. Really great experience. Yeah. So sometimes what you don't want to do is what you need the most. Mm-hmm. And when you don't want to go, you actually need to go anyway. So that can be a takeaway for, for all of your families listening. And if you want more inspiration, hands-on, step-by-step, what do you do? What do you do with your objections, all your fears around changing your life? What do you do when your child doesn't want to change, doesn't want to eat healthy? When your child is in bad company, doesn't want to sleep at night, spends all his time gaming or eating junk food, and you're worried. You're worried about your child being different. You're worried about taking on more stuff, more conflicts, more things to overwhelm you, then you can follow me on Instagram. I'm Ninkas Detox and Melvin is Melvininho, Mauritsson with two N's. Melvin mm-hmm. also has a YouTube channel and it's mainly aimed at teenagers. So if you've got a child or a teenager who wants inspiration from someone his his or her age, where do they find you, Melvin? Same name without the double N, just one N on YouTube. And what kind of content do you put out there? Um, fitness and I call it my my tagline is fitness and the weird aspects thereof. So it's basically like uh, cold showers, all that sort of weird bogus and uh, recipes. Yeah, and, and food and just basically a bit of a peek into my life. Mm. I've also decided to make a Danish YouTube channel just for life my life in general uh over here just for messing around a little bit because i think sometimes the videos on the english channel gets very serious uh so i think it's good to have a a danish channel i'll probably just call it melvin in your mouth and two or what something like that so that's you'll be able to find me there soon as well So thank you all for listening. We can't wait to... Appreciate it. Yeah. We are so looking forward to launching our course, which we created together. It's a video course. It's got loads of downloads and workbooks and videos and audios and quick steps. So yeah. So depending on when you're listening to this, 
a month from now, two months from now, but it's going to be in NinkasDetoxEducation.com. But follow me on Instagram. I always talk about what I'm launching there. So NinkasDetox, I do stories every day. So check my highlights, check my stories, check my posts, and check my Instagram as well. Talk to you soon. Thank you.